Hey, real quick, before we dive into the episode, I have a little gift for you. If you head over to cwa.ai solutions, you will find all my podcast episodes organized by the problems they solve and in video form. No login or email needed. So if you want a video version or a solution to any of your problems, head over to cwa.ai solutions. All right, let's get into the episode. Alcohol is literally poison. And there's, in my opinion, no reason anyone should be drinking it consistently all the time. Welcome to the Influencer Secrets Podcast, where we explore the true nature of social media and equip you with the vital tools, insights, and wisdom to help you become the best version of yourself. Your journey to reclaiming control of your reality begins here. In the last few episodes, we've talked about motivation and how to recover motivation and how I believe that's based around dopamine through my own experience. And in the last episode of the Influencer Secrets podcast, I informed you guys that I would be sharing some information with you regarding sleep and how I optimize my own sleep. And hopefully through this, you'll be able to do the same. If you don't know who I am, my name is Cole Gonzalez, also known as Cole World on social media. And yesterday I was sitting in the sauna I think so much in the sauna. You guys know by this, the sauna and the steam room are the two places where I think the most. And I thought about this. Why do I keep saying I went from nearly broke to multiple six figures in annual income? Who fucking cares? So I don't know why I've been saying that for so long. And it's funny because I understand that that's not why you're here. You're not here specifically to make money. You're here because the information I've given you or the insight I've given you has taken you from a place that you didn't want to be to a better place. And I just wanted to, in a way, apologize because there's really no substance behind me saying that, especially understanding that that's not really what this podcast is about. And I think I was kind of clouded by my ego, to be honest, to keep just saying that and saying that. And yesterday I was thinking to myself after the gym, or rather after my workout, why do I include this in my intro? So I'm going to rethink the intro and get back to you guys tomorrow. But I think a better way to explain where I used to be was that I used to be very unhappy, very unfulfilled, unable to go after long-term goals. And now I'm able to do those things in a nutshell. But I'll package that up and I'll deliver it a little bit better tomorrow. But anyways, I do social media. If you don't know, I'm known as Cole World on there. I have six and a half or so million followers. And I'm doing this podcast every single day to help you solve your problems. Hopefully through my experiences. Assuming by now that you have a basic understanding of dopamine through some of the information which I conveyed in the last few episodes, let's talk about sleep. In order for us to optimize sleep, we actually have to optimize our wake up. And as we talked about in the last episode, getting sunlight in the morning or sunlight viewing in the morning is extremely important to optimizing that cortisol pulse that you get when you first wake up. Not only that, but getting sunlight in the morning or being exposed to sunlight and photons, which once again, certain colors or hues of sunlight are perceived by these cells in the back of our eyes called the retinal ganglion cells before about 10 a.m., meaning after 10 a.m. is known as the circadian dead zone. And I'm not saying exactly 10 a.m. on the spot, but around 10 a.m., those clocks become insensitive to light. Therefore, we cannot optimize that cortisol pulse and our hormones and those neuromodulators in the morning after 10 a.m. At least we can't through light, and that is the most important and efficient way to do so. So through my experience, what has been good for me is creating a routine around getting sunlight every morning. And for me, you guys know that I wake up very early, 4.30 a.m., 
five. So what I've found that works for me, at least to get me kickstarted, is throwing on the brightest lights that I have in my house right when I wake up. And then when the sun comes out, I go outside for five to 10 minutes. I'm from California, so typically it's sunny this time of year. Sometimes it's cloudy and I'll be out there for 20 minutes or so. I've noticed a significant difference in my energy levels when I'm outside in the sun in the morning and when I'm not. By the way, precursor to everything else and what I just said, I'm not a doctor, not a neuroscientist. Talk to your doctor. This isn't medical advice. This is simply advice that I'm giving based off of my own experience. Also, please do not stare directly into the sun. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying standing outside in the sun if you are taking all the right precautions. If that's sunscreen for you, it may have to be sunglasses if you have any eye conditions. Like I said, this needs to be unique to you and you need to talk to your doctor. Anyways, I've also noticed that when I get sunlight in the morning, my sleep is much, much better and deeper and I fall asleep much easier. And that is because it's rooted in science and biology. When we optimize that cortisol pulse in the morning and we get around a 50% increase in dopamine and adrenaline in the beginning of our day, it's not only that, but there are mechanisms in the brain, specifically in the pineal gland, that set a timer to release melatonin later in the night more optimally because we're getting that sunlight. So for me, it's a non-negotiable. I have to get sunlight in the morning. Something else that I practice personally to improve my sleep quality is avoiding caffeine for about six to eight hours before I fall asleep. Now, some people are a lot more sensitive to caffeine and may need eight to 10 hours They may not be able to drink caffeine 12 hours before bed. It just depends on the person. I believe the half-life of caffeine is five hours. Don't quote me on that. But essentially what a half-life means is if I have 200 milligrams of caffeine in five hours, I will have half the amount still circulating in my system. So if I have 200 milligrams right now in five hours, I'll have 100. And the next five, I'll have 50. And the next five, I'll have 25. So I think that's also something to consider as well. But I would have to look a little bit deeper into that. I don't know the number off the top of my head. But obviously... If we are trying to get into a more sleepy mode, and in terms of neuromodulators, we're looking for serotonin. Serotonin is essentially the sleepy neuromodulator, the one that makes us feel like everything's okay. When you pet a dog, that's serotonin. When you hug someone, that's serotonin. It's not just serotonin, by the way, when you do these things, but that's the best way to explain it. When you're all comfy in your bed and you feel relaxed and you feel like you have everything you need, that's serotonin. And speaking of being in bed, this is really important. And for me, it's been absolutely life-changing. Hey, Cold Army, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you could spare a moment to leave a review, it will help us reach and inspire even more people. And if you know someone who truly benefit from this episode, please take a few seconds to share it with them. Your small act of kindness might be just what they need to conquer their day. Now let's get back to the show. Without going too deep into the science, our bodies operate based off temperature, meaning when we first wake up or around when we first wake up, our temperature is the highest it will be. Right around when we fall asleep, our temperature in our body is the lowest. Now, understanding that and understanding that our bodies actually need to drop a couple degrees internally to fall asleep, wouldn't it make more sense to be in an environment that is colder as opposed to warmer? And when I started to learn about this, it was this mind-blowing thing. I thought back to all the times where I would be at a beach house with no air conditioning or when I was younger on a family trip and that place that we went to had no air conditioning and I was tossing and rolling and kind of sweating and just so uncomfortable. And in part, that is because sweating and being really hot is uncomfortable, but also it's rooted in biology. So what am I saying here? I'm saying that through my experience improved in recent studies, being in a colder environment, and I'm not saying freezing, 
but I'm saying being in a cooler environment typically leads to better sleep. And this is why I sleep with my window wide open, even when it's 45 or 50 degrees out sometimes. And if any of you guys ever talk to Sid, I do this all the time when I'm at her apartment in Chicago. I'll open up the window late at night and it'll be 40 degrees out or 35 degrees out and I'll crack the window, which seems psychotic, but I really enjoy sleeping when it's really cold and I fall asleep much, much easier. And I naturally have a higher body temperature. So it takes a little bit more for me to bring down that temperature. So if you've noticed that maybe you haven't been sleeping as well, considering you're doing the things that we talked about in the last few episodes, this could help as well. I've also noticed that avoiding bright overhead lights between the hours of 11 p.m. and 4 a.m. has significantly positively impacted my ability to get things done the next day. This is largely due to the fact that it's been proven time and time again through the scientific literature that bright overhead lights between those hours significantly decrease our body's ability to produce melatonin. Not only that, but it's also been proven that there's an extremely detrimental effect on dopamine. That is, when you're experiencing bright overhead lights between those hours. For me, I typically like to have no light during those hours at all. So that means I'm not on my phone, I'm not on my PC. Even when I get up to pee or grab some water, I'm not turning all the lights on. I'm kind of searching through, trying to find where I'm going late at night if I ever wake up in the middle of the night. And I'm kind of weird about it. I'll even close my eyes if I have to reach into the fridge and search for a water. It's pretty funny. Also, one thing that I've recently done is I've completely cut out alcohol. And I don't know how long it's been. I'm not keeping track. And let me also say I've never been an alcoholic or anything. But I used to drink here and there maybe once a week. And sometimes I would drink a lot more. And I just realized that the ROI on drinking is so low. And I want to do a full podcast on alcohol and its detrimental effects on brain development, sleep, our hormones. Alcohol is literally poison. And there's, in my opinion, no reason anyone should be drinking it consistently all the time. And this isn't a shot at anyone who's currently struggling with alcohol or someone who likes to go out and drink. That's totally fine. But the scientific literature points towards some really detrimental effects in regards to alcohol consumption. Even something as small as a drink or two a week. So it only makes sense for me to come on here and make it very clear that that is my stance behind alcohol. Now, does that mean I'm never going to have a drink and you'll see me on a podcast and I won't be having a drink? Absolutely not. But I believe that a lot of individuals don't really understand the negative effects of alcohol. And as of now, I'm not really interested in drinking. And the reason I say that is because I've noticed that my sleep has been really good, especially since I cut out alcohol. And this makes sense. There was a study on alcoholism in the Journal of Clinical and Experimental Research in 2013. This showed that alcohol consumption before bed disrupted sleep architecture, leading to lighter and less restorative sleep. And I find this really interesting. Most individuals think that by drinking, you sleep better. Have you ever noticed how sometimes you have a few drinks and then you sleep really well? Well, the reality is that you're actually not sleeping as deeply. And I believe that drinking interrupts REM sleep. But I want to do a full podcast on alcohol because I have some opinions on it. And like I said, just because I'm not drinking right now doesn't mean I won't in the future. So I just want to leave that as a precursor. I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because there's definitely a chance that I'll have some drinks in the future. But ever since I started to understand the negative effects and how it's personally affected me and how I've experienced those negative effects, I've just decided that I'm not really interested in drinking a lot of alcohol or any right now. And for me, there's literally no benefit. If I go out and drink and stay up late, I'm messing up my sleep and I'm also 
going to feel shitty the next day, or at least not as good as I would have felt if I didn't drink. And knowing that I get a lot of my busy work and a lot of my important work done early in the morning, why would I jeopardize that for something that doesn't really matter? That's just my opinion. But that's it for today. I hope some of these tools sound relevant to you. And if you decide to implement them and they help you, that's amazing. But if you don't, that's also okay. Like I said, this is based off my experience and I'm simply presenting information that I've found myself, applied to myself, and giving you the frameworks by which I live by. I'll see you in the next one, Cold Army. Mm-hmm.